What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. I am the Silk Chemical. We have a little extra content coming this week. As I said on my episode, Monday episode, if you have not listened to it so far, you may be getting this in backwards order, however your podcasting app has you do it. Um, I was going to do a top 10 Cody Rhodes 80 AEW moments so far. I truly believe he will <coughs> Excuse me, make it back into AEW at some point. He is definitely an AEW Hall of Famer when that time comes around 10 years from now. Um, so... I also want to give my final thoughts, put the cherry on top of um, what was a shocking week last week in professional wrestling, um, a moment that I'm still kind of reeling from having one of my, I guess, favorite wrestlers in the world right now, one of my people I enjoy watching, uh, leave. And um, I guess the chair on top. And the thing is, I had to stop. I was listening to this podcast, two podcasts. I stopped listening to both of them. I said, man, there's something bigger in play here. And I, mean, I know I said this, that he's betting on himself and he's done that before. This feels different. It feels maybe Cody. I'm sure we're going to get a shoot interview when the time is right. Um, I'm sure we're going to get everything we need to know about this eventually from all sides. Um... Here's my thing. He must have felt disrespected to a degree or just not happy. You know, just like, hey, man, you know, all these big names coming in. He probably felt like he was going to be lost in the shuffle. And and, and and he's had booking power, you know. But sometimes happiness is happiness, you know. So I, I, we're going to get more of the story. We're not, And even then, I, I, even for the heartbreak that it is now, this leads to an opportunity for someone else to step up into his place. Um, he will always be one of the founders of AEW. And honestly, he reminds me of his dad so much where he just, when his dad wasn't happy, his dad would just leave. Like, if you look at his dad, like, his dad was always, Dusty was always over play, all over the place. Oh, you don't want me to book anymore? Cool, I'll go here and do this. I'll, I'll do this. I'll do that. And honestly, I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to be the next Brock Lesnar, but he has become somewhat of a Brock Lesnar figure, considering he left the company in a really, really bad spot. And he is more of a star now. Same way with Bobby Lashley, same way with Brock Lesnar, same way with Drew McIntyre. So whatever he decides to do next, I have a couple ideas. So now we know Bobby Lashley has a legit shoulder injury. The person that seems to be out of a match at Mania is none other than Seth Rollins. What if you have those two link up at WrestleMania? But here's what I want to say, and here is where I think it can get interesting. You want to take an EVP from AEW and make it a shocking move? If you really want to swing the pendulum because we know Vince does, and WWE does. If you really want to swing the pendulum to make it seem like, oh, 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 make Wardlow, make MJF look and say, oh, maybe they do get us. Maybe they, this has been all wrong. And, and How about you do this? Have Cody Rhodes be the one to defeat Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship and end the historic run that he's on right now. Think about that. I'm believing Roman Reigns is going to be the one at the end of WrestleMania 
this year, holding both titles. The WWE Championship and the Universal Championship. I say the Universal Championship because that's the one he has to run with right now. He would have a whole new run with the WWE title. But you have Cody Rhodes come fresh in the week after WrestleMania that Friday, challenge Roman Reigns, and then defeat him. One, that will get him massive heat, but will get you all over the news sites. Now, obviously, the follow-up is important as well. But you have the AEW guy, because he's forever an AEW guy, too. He might be a WWE guy, too, but he's forever an AEW guy. A guy came in, and if you listen to what Kenny Omega said, Kenny Omega said, dude, Cody always had a different vision for AEW. He always wanted the war with WWE. We didn't want a war. So he embraced it. If you think about it, he was probably the... Young Bucks have always made tongue-in-cheek jokes about WWE. So... I don't actually count the shit that they ever did too serious because they just, they just, they just, they always were just like, cool word. <laughs> you know, they just didn't care. They were always just so, they, that's how they are. They're trolls. Cody was one that clearly won the war. And and I don't think Kenny Omega made fun of him. I don't think Kenny Omega threw one of the best at all. I just definitely think it's one of those situations where, um, I just think it's one of those situations where, um, he, 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 dude, he was he was a scoring lover. Let's just be real. He just was, you know. So um, yeah. But anyways, that's my idea, and this will be an official episode. As you guys know, my list. There are no particular order. I just I write them down. And I go from there. This one I did a little bit more research though. I have times and dates and stuff like that. So that's my idea. That's my final thought on it. Until we get more information, um, and then we'll move forward. But anyways, here are my top 10 Cody Rhodes moments in AEW so far. Number 10, the first Dynamite match in Dynamite history with him versus Sammy Guevara. He won that match. That match was on October 2nd, 2019. Number 9, not the Dippin' Dots. It was when he, he was in the midst of his feud with Jericho. They were going to have that match at Revolution. When he said the imaginary wall, and you have the inner circle up in, you know, the skybox, and um, you then have Jericho talking trash about how he has no backup, and then one by one, you had MJF come out, you had Dustin come out, you had DDP come out, and then all of a sudden they all go up to the skybox. The inner circle locks themselves in the skybox. Well, then Cody gets his uh, <laughs> his um. Uh, MJF scarf craps through the, the the window. They all end up being out. This this crowd, Cody being Cody was the face of this company for a long time, you know, for the for at least the first two years. And he cracks the, the window open, and all of a sudden this huge fight erupts. Then you have I think it was Dustin and and was it Dustin and Hager fighting by Dippin' Dots? And all you hear is Jim Ross say, not the Dippin' Dots. You know, so so, so casual, so normal. Like, it's like, who cares about fucking Dippin' Dots? <laughs> but I guess they're a big deal. So that was October 26th. That's the fourth episode of Dynamite. Number eight was a controversial spot for me because I thought I thought there could be something else. But I said, you know what? This was still a moment. And this was still, and this to me was Cody's... A desperation attempt from Cody to get fans to cheer him. And that's why I felt it was controversial for me because I was like, 
You don't need to do that. It's so unnecessary. But you know what? It shows his dedication to the business, how he loves the business, how I truly believe he loves the fans, and he just wants to do his best. Um, the Flaming Table spot with Andrade, December 3rd, 2021. I will stop right here and give a quick honorable mention to the, the, the promo. It wasn't a great promo, but I remember just the way he said how he wouldn't turn heel and the fans booed. And I was like, man, what's up with that, you know? Like, is it is it part of his ego, obviously, but what else is it? Like, why do you feel like, that's, you hear a dog here. <laughs> um, as I said, I'm house sitting. Um, um, why won't you? And obviously, there were so many more things he could have done in AEW. And um, it's just frustrating he decided not to do it. But I had to make that honorable mention. Number seven. March 3rd, 2021, the match that we, we, everyone has been begging for a Shaq match. Who thought it would be against Cody? It's a tag team match. Jay Cargill, her debut, teaming with Shaquille O'Neal versus Red Velvet and uh, Cody Rhodes. It's the match where Shaq got put through a table. I don't think anyone saw that coming, but it happened. So cool moment for there. Number six, February 6th. In the lead up to their match, a revolution. You had Cody taking 10 lashes from MJF. One of the most emotionally charged moments in wrestling history, in my opinion. Not just AEW. When you had everyone coming out to support Cody and to get him through it. And you see the frustration on MJF when he got through it. And I remember just watching that. And I was thinking to myself, man, this is brutal. And then the, 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 it wasn't just MJF. The number ninth uh, lashing. MJF gave one to Wardlow, and Wardlow destroyed his back. It was ugly. Ugly. So, number five. Mr. Brody Lee's final match was a classic dog collar match for the TNT Championship October 7, 2020. They went through hell. Cody got the win here, became a two-time, and the first two-time AEW TNT champion. Number four. Match that just happened. Beach Break 2022. Ladder match with Sammy Guevara. I'm about to say Sammy Zane. These two put each other through a war. Diamond cutter off the top of the ladder. Superplex off the top of the ladder. But in the end, Sammy Guevara, who still walks around with two belts as it's recording for reasons I don't understand. Regains the TNT Championship to become the second person to get the TNT Championship twice. Number three, Double or Nothing 2020, Cody becomes the first ever TNT Heavyweight Championship, a belt that was, that was clearly created because he couldn't challenge for the W, I mean, for the AEW World Championship because of a, a storyline they put themselves in the box in and Cody stayed true to. He did, he, he did not want to uh, not do it. Um, uh, and so I, I get that. But he becomes the first TNT champion by defeating Lance Archer in the finals of the tournament. Number two, Dynamite, episode six. It was the probably the best promo of Cody Rhodes' career. The undesirable promo um, that, as a matter of fact, what he gave the Bucks credit for. Um, and he's he had he's very desirable now. 
he can charge whatever he wants to anywhere he wants to go. So, and number one, his only five star match, the match that him and his brother begged for to have at a WrestleMania. They never got that WrestleMania match, but they sure got it at Fighter Fest. Excuse me, at Double or Nothing, 2019. They had a five-star match. This was the match that people were begging for Cody to have. They were waiting for this breakout match from Cody and all these things he was doing. And everyone kept saying how they were subpar. I remember I used to read reviews. And I kind of, if I'm being real with you guys, I'm kind of like, man, no, why are you bashing Cody so hard? But he was going so hard in the company on WWE. I get it. Whenever you do that, it's just that's just how it's going to happen. You know? And so what ended up happening was... He went into his match, brother versus brother. Then he cut uh, a version of his father's classic promo saying he needed his brother in the end to face the Bucks at, at Fighter Fest. And um, I don't know. How, I don't. I, I I know it's Cody's only five star match of his career. I don't know if Dustin's ever had another five star match at all. Um, but yes, it was a classic match, classic moment. So much so that not only were they drenched in blood. It was actually a ringside exclusive figure. It might still be on their website. I was thinking about getting it for the longest time. It's, it's called Blood Brothers. as Dustin and Cody in blood or whatever. Same way they have a Britt Baker bloody uh, lights out match a ringside exclusive with uh, Thunder Rosa, which is cool. Anyways, um, those are my top 10 Cody Rose AEW moments right now. But think about what I said at the top of this. You want to push this guy and you want to show... The AEW roster, hey, it's safe to come over. Air quotes. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me doing air quotes. You know, I don't think it is safe to come over. You you push this guy to the freaking moon. And the best way to do it, have him be the one to dethrone. Have the AEW guy be the one to dethrone him. But Cody has to understand, dude, you're a heel. You will come. If you come to WWE, you are the heel. Period. Bottom line. So, anyways. Take a listen for episode 179, the review of episode 8 of Peacemaker, and that will come to you Wednesday. This will probably drop on Monday as well, so it'll be episode 180, so it'll be a little out of order, but I want to get this off my chest, and uh, those are my thoughts there, so I am this little chemical, I am out.